Hey girl. Hey mama. Ready to get unschooled? Totally. Welcome to Moms Unschooled. Where we break down all the things from the mundane to the magnificent. So you can think for yourself and do what's right for you. Hey Erin. Hey Sarah. Welcome to Moms Unschooled and we have another Sarah with us today. Welcome, welcome. Hey y'all. Sarah is an Air Force spouse. True. I am a Marine Corps spouse. Marine Corps. Say, I am also a Marine Corps spouse. It was kind of like my yut. (laughs) As we've mentioned on the podcast before, we are recording this from overseas in Germany, and that's how Aaron and I and Sarah have all met. And because we are military spouses, we've had quite interesting lifestyles from a parenting perspective and a spouse perspective. And I think military spouse life is something that a lot of people need to get unschooled about. What do you guys think? Absolutely. Lots of misconceptions out there. What are some common misconceptions you think people have about being a military spouse? That we're all desperate housewives living in Pleasantville. I don't think anyone's been able to locate Pleasantville <laughs> on a map. Ever. Let's look at some Department of Labor statistics for you just about military spouses because I think a lot of people, you know, they know someone who knows someone who knows someone who was or might be in the military, but I don't think you really get a sense for what that lifestyle is like. So some fast facts for you. 92 percent of military spouses are women. I think that number is decreasing as more female service members become active duty and and more MOSs or military jobs have opened up to women. So you will see those numbers increasing. You know, I also think it's because it's a lot more socially acceptable for men to stay home with their kids. Yes. And the military often sociologically falls a little bit ahead of the curve in terms of familial and societal changes. They're often kind of the first to adapt to different family dynamics and roles. So I'm glad you mentioned that. 53% of military spouses participated in the labor market compared to 76% of the general population, which means 53% of us have or currently hold a job. And I'm glad that that fact is out there because as Aaron mentioned, we are not just desperate housewives sitting at home. But this fact is, this next one is a little disturbing. There's a statistic on underemployment. It says 316 percent of military spouses are employed part-time but may prefer full-time work and that counts as being underemployed. That I do believe. And it doesn't count as underemployed in the sense of being under-credentialed or undervalued because I know a lot of military spouses because we have to move so frequently do not have the luxury to work themselves up in a certain position or career field so they often accept paid employment that they're overqualified for. Sure. The overeducated, underemployed. I think you do see a lot of that in regards to military spouses. Yeah, it says 89% have some college education and 30% have a four-year degree, while 15% have an advanced degree. I think that's pretty impressive given types of lifestyle challenges we have. How many times have you guys all moved? We've been married 14 years and I think we've seven or eight times. We've been married 12 years, and I think we've moved 10. Seven or eight? It's hard. We have gone to school. We've been educated in our field, taken up some sort of education or specialty training to to move forward and marry into the military. And so we move wherever the military sends our spouse. And it's hard to keep building from the ground up unless you have a mobile sort of employment or an amazing job that 
is, is able to move with you, entrepreneur, um, online business of some sort could most definitely move. But so many of these trainings, certificates, degrees, it, it, it's hard to just keep renewing those in yeah. different states. Exactly. State very. There's so many state-specific things that it's very difficult. I mean, like nurses, teachers. And then you also deal with deployments. So if you have school-aged or even younger children, it's also juggling that world as well. Trying to hold a, a full-time job if you if you do have one as you move with the military, then going through a deployment and having to juggle the the childcare, the school as well. It, it's there's constantly new normals that are we, we are adapting to and shifting throughout our entire lives. So let's do some unschooling. I have two articles here. The first is titled 10 Crazy Myths About Military Life. And Ooh. I'll read the myth and Sarah and Erin, let's get your reaction. Myth number one, we kind of address military spouses don't have jobs and are not educated. They want jobs. They, they went out into the world ready to work. And then we move with the military because we are also patriots and we move where the military sends us. It's hard. It's hard to hold those jobs. There are are absolutely positions on bases. It's not necessarily what you've been trained to do. So it's it's up to you and your family if, if, if you have the financial means to wait for the next best thing. A lot of our spouses of the military wait, but also you see them working on base or volunteering on bases. We, we don't necessarily want to stay home and are educated. A part of that is it's uh, very defeating to know that you're going to get a job that, number one, might not be the job you wanted, or you get in a really crummy spot because, you know, whenever they first hire you, you're probably the lowest entry or level. I've had to teach classes that everyone didn't want to teach because I've been here for a while. I don't have to teach at that school wow. or whatever mm-hmm. the thing is. And, you're sure. and it's defeating. You're like, oh, so I get to go to another place, have no seniority, and start all over again. Right. Exhausting. Myth number two, we all have five kids. I <laughs> There might have been a time when that was true uh, in 1941 or never. <laughs> <laughs> No, we all do not have five kids. So between the three of us, we have six kids. They write, the reality, there is no one-size-fits-all military family. Some families have five kids, some have two, some don't have kids, and some never want kids. And yeah. as we said before, that's also reflective of the general American population. I yeah, think, yeah, so. I, I, I'd agree. The, military, the U.S. military is, yes, it's its own subculture, it's its own demographic, but I feel like it is such a melting pot of diversity from um, different areas of America, different socioeconomic backgrounds, all different religious and cultural backgrounds. Absolutely. And so what what goes with America, you can usually see in the U.S. military. Myth number three. This one might not go with America. It says the military divorce rate is higher. They said this is one that I even thought was true, but was happily surprised to find out otherwise. The divorce rate between military couples has actually hit its lowest level in 10 years. That's really great to hear. And I mean, our, our divorce rate was higher, obviously, during the workups. We we had our military fighting overseas in Iraq and Afghanistan. There were deployments. I mean, I know many families who had four deployments in four years. It is very hard for a a relationship to sustain through that and when you're dealing with trauma and PTSD and all of those things that people very much have dealt with I could see how our divorce rate was higher in those days but I'm happy to hear it's kind of leveling out yeah it, I, I'm, I'm surprised too because I assumed it was slightly higher and it's not just them being away something people often don't talk about is this idea of reintegration which 
the spouse goes away, whether it's for deployment or just kind of longer interval training, there is a reintegration period because while they're away, family adapts to their absence. And it's not like you just always get to pick right up where you left off. Once they do come home, there's challenges in renegotiating almost a new family dynamic, which adds a lot of stress. So it's not necessarily always the oh, send out the marching band, here comes everyone home, you give a hug and a kiss. I told Erin, our first deployment homecoming, it was super cold, it was pitch black at night, it was super windy in North Carolina, and I had like three or four helium balloons that you couldn't even see, like I said, because it was pitch black. <laughs> it doesn't even matter, I couldn't even, I was think I was wearing black, you know, it did, none of that stuff that you thought was gonna happen even happened. And I saw the Marines finally come off the bus, and then they, before they could even see us, they had to go to the armory and put back all their gear. So you're standing there again, again, not like the movies. And they're tied. jumping off the plane yeah. into your arms <laughs> in a hug. It was so passionate. They were tired. Lies. All lies. They smelled like the ocean, right. as they should have, because have they no came off a ship. And I could barely even make out which one was my husband. And by the time I finally saw him, I just instinctually like sprinted almost toward him. Like a fast walk. It was a fast walk. <laughs> But I hit every single other Marine in the head with the helium balloons. And it was like, boom, 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 boom. Because it was windy. And I just, it was, I was so. So picturesque. Relieved. Yes. Not what you imagine. And all these guys are like, whoa, whoa, lady, lady. <laughs> Luckily, I could make out my husband's profile from like, like I said, it was super dark. And I made it to him with the balloons. They're all wearing the same thing. Yes, they are. <laughs> So, so as romanticized as this reuniting can be, it is still challenging for marriages and families. Okay, myth number four. We all get to live somewhere exotic and overseas. And my response to this would be, it yeah. depends how... <laughs> True. <laughs> it depends how you define exotic. Okay, Over- fair. Okay, overseas is pretty much defined. But some people do have a hard time going overseas and being away from their family if they have never lived outside the United States or things like that. We've all been fortunate enough to be here in Germany. I've also lived in Okinawa, Japan. Sarah, where else have you lived? I've lived in Turkey. What's more exotic, Turkey or Germany? Not a difficult question. It's definitely Turkey. Oh, okay. Oh, I you don't think like, this is more exotic it, it than is, Germany? I, I mean, that. Germany, I mean, like, sometimes people are, yeah, I no. think I was meaning glamorous. Glamorous. Well, those are not the same thing. <laughs> it's it's not exotic. exotic. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think, well, glamour. I'm not a glamorous person, so that's a difficult thing to answer. But we are a very small percentage. I mean, a lot of times the military personnel goes overseas, obviously. We are a very fortunate small group within the military that has been able to move with our service member overseas and live for a while. I would definitely say it's a myth. Not everybody lives overseas. Not too many people get to live in exotic locations with the military. We're fortunate enough, but there's plenty who stay stateside. There's a lot of career fields that just don't have opportunities to go overseas. That's true. It's not like you. And here's another myth. It's not on this list, but it's not like you get to wave a magic wand and say, dear Marine Corps, please send me here next. It doesn't work like that. It's based on where they need certain types of people and certain types of jobs and the numbers fall as they fall. And yes, we're here now, but we've also been stationed some not very exotic or wonderful places. And that's just part of it too. Talk for yourself. I've only lived in great places. (laughs) (laughs) You also make the most of it wherever you go. That's important being a military spouse as well. I've also never had to live in the desert. Oh, snap. (laughs) There's still time. There's still time. Knock on wood. 
Somebody has. This is plywood, so. Or what's it's the opposite? Plywood's made of wood. Um, I won this at a raffle at a duty station <gasps> in the desert, so. Oh my gosh, this desk? Um, it was actually a drone, and I returned it for a credit store credit and got this desk. <laughs> That's not one. Oh, you won a drone, and you turned <laughs> yeah. it into a desk. Yes. In, oh, okay, I got you. In the desert. Myth number five. All military spouses are women who are straight. I think we've addressed kind of how the military is representative of the general American population in some regards. There are LGBT service members along with their partners and their spouses yeah Yeah. and some are dual service meaning both partners serve Mm -hmm. so nope we're not all women and we're not all straight myth number six this is my favorite one if you don't pay attention to any other myth today myth number six base housing is free base housing is most definitely not free and can sometimes be more expensive than regular housing when a military couple lives on base they take housing pay out of the military members check in order to pay for utilizing base housing there's not much else to say. Well, I don't think people understand that whenever a military member has a certain part of their paycheck that's taxed and a certain part that is that their housing allowance that's in along with their income. So that's they're saying, this is your whole amount of money you're getting. So let's say if you do have to live on base, they're going to take all that money. That's definitely not free. Yeah, no. I will Lose say money sometimes. one thing about that is housing pay changes wherever you go in the world. Literally, you can type in a zip code and see the housing pay that a service member is going to receive there. And it's all based on means and uh, mediums and averages of the housing market in that area. Exactly. And so those fluctuate as well. And they don't fluctuate as fast as the times. When you're talking about an area like San Diego, that is a huge county with a vast array of different houses, communities, and socioeconomic means. If you're on one part of the county, it may be so expensive to live off of a base with the housing pay you receive, but due to the equations given, it it all just fluctuates from every, every single place we go. Housing is not free. Myth number seven, military spouses only associate with spouses that hold the same rank as their service member. Should we just leave it at that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Nah. You are not your husband's ring. It's false. That might have been the case in the olden days. And when I say olden days, I mean like maybe 20 years ago. This is not our generation of military. Like my husband told me that at one point on their, I don't know, work evaluation, like a long time ago, it would say like spouse, whatever. Like, what did your spouse do? Mm -hmm. Apparently, did your spouse, did they join the spouse's organization? Did they do something for the unit? You know, I'm like, oh, that would not be great. Oh, yeah. Big 98 muffins for the I can't imagine because there's been times where I, I don't even know who he works with. I'm sorry, I'm like, they never don't ask them. me that on my job evaluation. I'm going to get that added. What did your <laughs> husband do for this position? Myth number eight, everybody cheats. They write, if anything... On their taxes? <laughs> no. If anything, I think military life gives you more of an appreciation for your spouse and makes you work harder at protecting your marriage. While some military spouses do cheat, I believe those same people would cheat whether or not mm-hmm. they were in the military. That makes sense. Yeah. Microcosm of society. Exactly. Myth number nine. When your service member is home, you get to see them all the time. The reality. Unfortunately, even when our service members are not on deployment or are on shore duty, they still frequently work long hours 
in more days than a civilian does. Deployment is an interesting term as far as it doesn't necessarily mean they're going somewhere for nine months at a time. They can be working on training where they're four weeks home, two weeks gone, two weeks home, eight weeks gone, all throughout the course of a year. They can also just be going into the office. My husband was getting ready to deploy and three months leading up to that, you you kind of want to, the, the mother hen wants to bring the family together, right? He would come home just in time for dinner and put the kids to bed, and then he was gone again till 3, 4 a.m. to get more work done. And that is that was the reality of the work that needed to happen before the deployment. And, you know, we kind of high-fived at dinner, and that was about as much as you saw him. But it, it is expected because we do not see them all the time. How do you guys feel about the crude joke of if the military wanted you to have a family or spouse, they would have issued you? I think that is... As old of a myth as you only associate with spouses that hold the same rank. I think the military has come a long way. Like Sarah said, it's a microcosm of America, American culture and society. And I think there was at one point where that might have felt a little true, but it does not ring true these days. I think it kind of depends on what service you're in too. Because I know some Navy people who get tired of their husband. They're like, he's been around so much. And he hasn't been back on the boat. And we just need a little time apart. When's the ship set and <laughs> So I think, it, I, think it's, I think a lot of people make generalizations about all military is the same. And it's just not... That's a good it's point. just not true. Yeah. Right. And I mean, a lot of these myths might be based on what region of the country you're in. Are, are you by a bunch of army bases? Are you by a bunch? Are you on the coast and by a bunch of like or, Marines and Navy stuff? Or what kind of war America's fighting Very at the true. moment? Is it yep. a ground war? Is it more against aliens? Shout out, Space Force. That's right. This should be a myth. DHS. What do Correct. they do? We'll find out. I guess. Um, myth number 10 we hate being a military spouse. It says, you get to find out things about yourself you never knew, have experiences you never dreamed of, and test yourself in ways you never thought you'd be tested. You get to make new friends all over the world, and most of all, you get to go through this with your best friend, your service member. I'll agree to that you get to make friends all over the world. Mm -hmm. I've met some amazing, amazing people, and then the hard part is you have to say bye <laughs> or see you later, as we say. But then... It's finally come around to the point where, okay, I have to leave these people. I'm grateful that they're my friends. I think that is how we adapt. We have learned how to be a military spouse. We bloom where we are planted. That's a big phrase in the military spouse community. Or Semper Gumby in oh. the Marine Corps side. Indeed. Anything. I don't, don't know say, anything. They don't say Semper Gumby in the Air Force. I have no idea. Basically. It sounds like you said Gumby. All I can think of is, is Pokey yes. now. It, it, Gumby it and Pokey? Gumby. Like what being flexible. Always oh. flexible. Yeah, no. I have never heard of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. But no, um, we love it because this is the life we've chosen. And it's hard. But it's also amazing. Um, I've learned a lot about myself. And I think the military continues to grow our relationship. You get really good at communication with a spouse because you move away from the rest of your family. You get good at meeting new people. And you start to really appreciate and respect people that you had to say goodbye to, like family at home, as well as other people going through it. If you've lived in a base post station for a year, you're, you're going to tend to be more welcoming for those people moving in this summer because you've done it before. So it's a very welcoming world, and I love this lifestyle. 
So I think each of us, our service member has been in at least 10 years. What advice would we each give to new military spouses? And I don't mean this facetiously, but my advice would be lower your expectations. <laughs> no, I mean like, you have to go into it knowing that it's going to be hard. The trade-offs and benefits can also be great. So as long as you are understanding that your family is serving as a whole and you make the decision together, I think you can be successful. I would say get involved. That would be my recommendation. I think get involved just means find what you do want to do. What is your niche? Like a lot of places that I've moved, I haven't done stuff with the base that I've been at. I really like joining the YMCAs in places. I like joining whatever cultural center. I think it's just get involved with something. You you need to toss yourself into that atmosphere because you're only going to be there two years-ish. You need to get in there and figure out what your jam is at this place. Right, and it doesn't have to be jumping into volunteering right away. Oh, no, definitely. I'm talking to the brand new spouse that moved all the way across the country from Indiana to California, hypothetically speaking. <laughs> that sounds like a sounds scenario that would never happen. Very familiar. <laughs> And no, I can't thank the Marine Corps and the Lynx community enough personally because I was that spouse who was thrown into a Lynx class, didn't even know what that stood for. I still don't. Lifestyle, insights, knowledge, networking, and skills. Never heard of it. I think that... Air Force has their own version. Probably. I probably didn't do that one either. Probably well, <laughs> Lynx is the Marine Corps spouse training, if you will. And it's a boot camp day of anything and everything Marine Corps that would be helpful for you to know as you move forward being a new military spouse. And I was so thankful for this group because it got me involved in my new community to understand it a little bit more. I did not come from a military background. My Marine was the first military I actually knew specifically, moved across country. We, I didn't live near bases or posts or anything like that. And this group of volunteer spouses facilitated this entire training day for people like myself. And I was so thankful. I, I'm an information gatherer and they led me in the dire- right direction for any information I needed but also more ways to get even more involved. And so I made I made contacts that day. I networked that day. And I had the knowledge to move farther. What was I going to do the next Monday morning? How was I going to keep diving into my new community? So Sarah, what would your advice be to new military spouse? Be okay with that feeling of uncomfortableness. Mm. Good go, one. Go out and discover the area that you're in. Anytime I get to a new place, I like to run the whole area. Like every day I take a different route, find out like what is here? What is this? And really try to get yourself, I'm not saying you should become embarrassed by anything, but get over the fact that you're gonna, you're gonna be in situations that you're gonna feel embarrassed. People are probably not gonna. You're gonna have to walk into You're going to, and you're gonna, and you're gonna have to be like, I don't know anybody here. Uh, I'm not, and I know there's obviously a different like clinical side to this if you're an anxious person, that's different than just a standard, you know, like your, your standard feelings of anxiety. So I, I would just say explore your area. Like really get in there, explore it, find find out what is there. There's every place you go, there's so much interesting stuff. And I've always been the explore the area that I'm at and try to immerse myself in that culture where I can be like, am I an honorary Mississippian now? 
I think I might be actually. <laughs> so that's kind of where I, I, and I mean, that's two different approaches to the same idea. Get yourself out there. I mean, if you just stay in your house all day and if you're scared to experience stuff, it's going to be unpleasant because there are people who have difficulties with change, period. And I could imagine the myth is uh, that you hate being a military spouse. If you, if you really are like change is not your jam, you might but, have a bad time. But anywhere you go, especially in America, even if you've never experienced the military lifestyle before living near posts or bases, you can expect that even though you move to a new uh, town or city you've never been to before, they're going to have churches with Bible studies. They're going to have the animal shelters. They're going to have running clubs. Your involvement is as big and as grand and as busy as you choose to be. You can find your niche. You can find the things that you've loved before in your new town. Mm -hmm. And you're going to meet the most amazing people Mm -hmm. you can imagine. Yeah, put yourself out there. Indeed. Thanks for listening to Moms Unschooled. Subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, or email us at momsunschooled at gmail.com. Juicy!